Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, A Healing Journey to Self-Love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wednesday. Damn, we got that. We got that. We so nailed that. That was perfect. Perfection. I am so excited about today's wisdom because I'm so unprepared. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're watching this video, you'll see I'm really cozy in my, what looks like my pajamas, which I'm not, but kind of I am. I just had a massage this morning. And it just was so nice. I needed it. I hadn't had a massage since it's been months. And this is one of the things that I am a big advocate for self-care, taking care of yourself, making time for restoration, etc. And I find that, man, I can dish it, but I can't do it for myself. Mm. Do you ever experience that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I tend to prioritize all of my other tasks before my own self-care. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, you know, it's a practice just like anything else is, but I definitely try to do something like once a week. That's nice. Like take a bath or put a face mask on or paint my toenails. Last night, Jorge, we have one of those Theraguns. So Jorge, Gave my back a little massage. It was lovely. Oh, that's nice. Oh, we've talked about, have we talked about this before? The Theragun? Yeah, no, the massage. Like, is Jorge a good masseuse? Oh, he's terrible. Oh my God, we <laughs> so have talked hilarious. about this. hilarious. Have we? I don't remember. Well, I, I think, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. We, we've talked about it personally oh, because Tori yeah. is also a terrible masseuse. Let's discuss because <laughs> okay. it has to do with our topic for today anyway. It does. I think it's, so it cracks me up because I call Jorge's hands Hulk paws because he has like the strongest hands mm-hmm. ever. And he doesn't even know his own strength. And Jorge's like, a big guy. He's a big, he is. Guy. Yeah. he doesn't understand the strength of his hands. So he'll try to be gentle, but literally he'll be like washing wine glasses in the sink. He's broken every single one of our wine glasses. And I'm like, babe, what are you doing? He's like, I was just holding it and it shattered in my hands. (laughs) Hulk break. (laughs) But here's what's funny about this. So if I ask him for a massage with his hands, he's like, my fingers are tired. And he'll like complain after, I don't know, three minutes. And so since we got the Theragun, He'll do it for like 20 minutes because he doesn't have to use his hands. So yes. Yeah. We've got that. (laughs) Well, Tori's the same. You know, Tori works with leather all day long. I mean, he's got a great grip, good strength. And I think it's because he works with his hands that he probably doesn't like 
working with his hands when he's done. You know what I'm saying? So, and he's so hard. I mean, he's so rough. I'll ask him to rub my shoulders and he, he hurts me. He's so intense. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't, he's like, I thought you wanted a massage. And I'm like, I want like a rub. Like, I guess for me, a massage is like, I want it to feel good. I don't want you to try and take out knots in my neck. You know what I mean? Yes. So anyway, I, I don't know why we're, I, I hope he doesn't listen to this because he's going to be like, why are you airing out my flaws? It's not a flaw. It's just, it's, it, it is a flaw. I wish he did massage better. You know, there's those things that happen when you, the things you wish you had. And look, you and I have both been in our relationships for decades long, many, many years. So we can absolutely speak to this. You know, there's we're both very happily conjoined with our partners. <laughs> I love my boyfriend so much. I mean, he is my world, you know, but I would be lying if I didn't say that I think about what would it be like if he was a different way? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What would it be yeah. like if, you know, God, I just wish that I I wish that somebody would just, I had a boyfriend that would make me breakfast in the morning once in a while, or that would give me a massage or ask if I would want a foot rub. And and look, he would do all of those things. He's just not good at them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God, I'm starting to feel like an asshole right now being like, oh, he's so great. He's good at other things, you know, just perspective, right? But I'm being honest. Of course, our partner... I think this is the big issue with people out there dating right now because there's this plethora of choice and people always think that there's something out there, someone out there that's better and there isn't. It's just different, right? Just like different. we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. There's pros and cons to every yeah. relationship. So yeah, I agree. It's not going to be better, but it'll be different. It'll like be different. It'll be better maybe. Yeah, I think it's such an interesting place to be in. And I have a couple of friends right now that are in the world of dating and a male and female. And, and I always like to know what's going on because I say, mm -hmm. oh, I, I want to live vicariously yeah. through you because as you know, I started dating Tori when I was 20. So I didn't really have I had two long-term boyfriends prior to him. So I didn't really get to date a lot. And not that I wanted to. In fact, I always fancied myself being that just single lady out there with a million cats, you know, like, <laughs> yes, I was never this person that needed to have a lot of boyfriends or, you know what I'm saying? I just was never that way. But, but I do get curious about what it's like just to, you know, like understand the world at large, right? Yeah. If you have questions about being in a relationship and what relationships are like, I'm your person. But when it comes to being single, et cetera, like I don't know. I, I have no idea. All I know is the stories that friends or people tell me. And so I often find myself in deep inquiry with these friends that are single going through these apps and their experiences with dating people. And in this day and age, I mean, you and I, when we were dating, we're about the same age. When we were dating, it was you went out somewhere and you met somebody or you got introduced by a friend and you had yeah. to actually physically go 
it wasn't like a catalog the way it is now on mm-hmm. your phone where you can decide which one you want to order off the menu. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, it's so true. I was just talking to my sister about this last week because she's recently single and she's like, I don't know what to do. It's so weird. Like all these people are messaging me on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, I I can't even imagine, you know, Jorge and I met in college and how do you even meet? Like, do you go out to a bar and take your book? What if you do want to meet someone organically for lack of a better word? What do your friends say about this? Look, there's pluses and minuses to meeting somebody online. I mean, when my best friend met her husband online and they're happily married for many, many years now, and it's amazing. And look, I've met friends that are in my life from other friends that dated somebody that didn't work out, that got introduced to me, and now I'm still friends with those people. So in a way, their online dating life has benefited my personal life, which is great for me, not so great for them. But Honestly, the answer is I I have no idea. I I don't know. I I know that it's very difficult. And I know that for somebody like me, that would be a very difficult, it would be a difficult thing to navigate. So I I really have a lot of compassion for those of you out there who are single dating in this time. There are great things actually that, that can come of it, but I think it's just like, being on social media, you really have to discern what's Mm -hmm. being of service to you. Because I have had a friend before who just would swipe and swipe and swipe, like just as many, wouldn't even pay attention just to see who would respond. So then he could decide who he wanted to talk to. In a way, I was like, ew, like that's gross. (laughs) Like that's a little bit yikes. But at the same time, like, I don't know how else you manage that or how else you navigate that. I'm a big fan of the yes, I guess, let's say organically, like out in the world. But I feel that we're just such a disembodied, socially integrated mechanism now that we have to be able to communicate through our devices. And it's hard because you don't really get a sense of people mm-hmm. via a pic. You can, I guess, if you're, that's the number one thing to attract you to somebody is their physical appearance, right? But at the same time, I feel like, man, back in the day, if you saw somebody that was good looking, yeah, you might be inclined to go have a conversation. But how many times did you have conversations with somebody who maybe you weren't outwardly attracted to that all of a sudden they open their mouth and you're like, wow, I'm really attracted to this person. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think we're missing in this online dating or app dating. I think that there's a lot of opportunity being missed. Mm -hmm. People that that can potentially happen with that we just don't know because we're utilizing because we are an ocular society, we're just using the external to judge whether or not this person is right for us just by their outward appearance. Yeah. Well, I think there's definitely something to be said for that initial attraction, whether it's online or in person, absolutely. Like, you know, there's, there's a draw either way. And I've had so many experiences like that. You were just describing where, 
initially the outward attraction maybe wasn't there. And then the person showed their personality by opening their mouths, or I saw them interact with someone else and just, you know, the personality comes through, which there is that nuance that you, you miss in the digital landscape. So, but for me, it was always like a workplace. I would meet someone or in college, I met so many people that were beautiful and attractive and but yeah, you know, everything's like on Zoom now. And yeah, people are, online. are, you know, and I've had clients that I worked with years ago in the past that they work in a cubicle or their office only has four people or it's almost we're working more, right? Like in our Western society, we work more hours. We spend less time focusing on self-care, less time focusing on our own mental well-being, et cetera. And I think that for people that are wanting to find companionship, unless you make this a priority, you know, it's hard to say, oh yeah, meet somebody at work or meet somebody out, go, you know, if you drink, go out to a bar, whatever, like all that shit was closed during COVID, you know? So it's like, you couldn't do that during COVID anyway, now that things are, have opened up, it's still, it was a difficult terrain to go through without a pandemic. And I would imagine now with the pandemic, it's even more challenging. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm just really pointing out a lot of flaws in this system. And I want, I really want to find the wisdom in this. This isn't, this wasn't even supposed to be the topic of our conversation, but I don't know why we, we deviated into it. I think, man, here's what I believe. I really do believe that for the people that have a desire for companionship, there is somebody out there that's looking for you too. Mm-hmm. There is somebody for everybody. And what I have found in my life and my experience, teaching for over a decade, working with people one-on-one, that the minute that you stop the search mm-hmm. in a way, and I don't want to say stop the search like, you know, if you are in that cubicle and just stop looking, all of a sudden somebody's going to appear in front of you. I'm saying the desperation that happens when you're wanting to find somebody so bad, if you release that and let go of that, I think you will go into the frequency of attracting that right person for yourself. You know, people always say that, right? The minute that you stop trying is when things start to work out. Yeah. I've had so many of those experiences in my life, not just me personally, but witnessing it with friends and and people close to me. That's in my experience so true. So it's interesting. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting too. And you know what? If you're having a moment and you're just wanting some encouragement, some insight, let us know. We'll bring you on the show and we can talk about it on Wisdom Wednesday. Email info at radicallylove.com. Subject title, I'm single. Help. Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah. Winter, aka sick season, is upon us. And we all know that this is the time of year to take a little extra care from germs and bacteria, even though we've taken basically the last two years to be extra careful, but I digress. We all know that even though you can do everything right, wash your hands, keep your hands away from your face, carry around sanitizer, you might still get sick. 
That's why you need to protect your body from the inside, not just the outside. This is an important part to building our immune system. And we do this by nourishing ourselves well and using high quality and high strength probiotics. That's why I'm really excited about P3OM. P3OM is a patented probiotic that might be the most effective probiotic ever developed. P3OM fights bacteria and strengthens immunity, basically a germ fighting superhero, but it also helps with digestion and it speeds up your metabolism and it also increases your energy throughout the day. That's way more than I thought a probiotic could do. And just when I thought the P3OM couldn't get any more powerful, I watched the video, which you can see at www.p3om.com forward slash radically loved of the probiotic literally breaking down a piece of steak. After I saw that, I was all in. You'll be amazed too. You can check out the show notes of this podcast and you can find that link there as well so you can check it out. Also, here's some more awesome news. You can get 10% off of P3OM right now by going to www.p3om.com forward slash radically loved and typing in the coupon code radically loved 10. And if you order it and it's not everything you hoped for, their support team will give you all of your money back, no questions asked. So if you want to protect yourself from whatever bug is floating around this year and take your digestion to a new level, visit p3om.com forward slash R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D to get 10% off with your coupon code RADICALLYLOVED10. If there's one thing I've learned is that life's better together. And with the holidays here, I'm really looking forward to celebrating with my friends and my family. This year, much like last year, I'm having just a tiny gathering here at my home. I'm making some of my favorite dishes and I'm looking so forward to spending some nice quality time without any distractions, no technology, just good old fashioned sitting around having great conversations with great people. And because I really want this year to be extra special, I'm not going to call or text, I'm using Evite. Evite offers thousands of free invitation options and fully customizable for your occasion. Birthdays, weddings, baby showers, holiday parties, whatever you're celebrating, no matter how big or small. You can choose a design created by their community of professional artists or upload your own unique design. Evite's design templates make it easy, fun, and simple to create an invitation so everything you're celebrating is extra special. Personally, I'm not that very graphic and tech savvy, so I really love the option of using templates that are already there. I like easy. For my holiday party, I use the Jingle and Mingle template. It's I love the color, it's super cute, and everybody loved it. It's festive and classy at the same time. Evite's helping me make my celebration feel extra special, and they can help you too. So head over to evite.com forward slash loved to choose from thousands of design options to create and send invitations for free. That's E-V-I-T-E dot com forward slash loved evite.com forward slash loved. And from all of us here at the Radically Loved Podcast, we're wishing all of you happy holidays and a happy new year. This episode is brought to you by True Niagen. I used to feel completely drained and exhausted after my morning runs, but that's not the case anymore. I love True Niagen. 
True Niagen fuels the body's energy engines and maintains cellular metabolism and even supports heart health. I have way more energy now. With 11 published human clinical studies and backed by Nobel Prize winners, True Niagen is a supplement that's clinically proven to boost NAD levels, an essential coenzyme required for cellular health and repair. Since I started taking True Niagen, it really helps my muscles recover after I run or anytime. I use my tonal. I just feel like I have more zest, more vitality, and I'm just really feeling like it's truly supporting my overall health. It only took a few weeks before I started to notice the difference. I even ordered some True Niagen for my parents so that they can experience more sustained energy throughout the day. And right now, for all of our listeners, True Niagen is giving 10% off of your first order. So visit True Niagen forward slash Rosie. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N dot com forward slash Rosie to save 10% off of your first purchase. TrueNiagen.com forward slash Rosie. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All right, so... Today's topic was really about, it's so funny because it, it is kind of apropos to what we were talking about, Yeah, getting compliments and what compliments do to us. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. The reason why this even came up in the first place is because I don't actually remember now, but it had to do with Tori saying something. Tori came in here and he was helping me set up the studio and I don't remember what happened or what was said. But he said, oh, you're just fishing for compliments. And he was joking, right? (laughs) But I thought it was funny. And I'm like, wow, yeah, fishing for compliments. Like we do, we do this is something that we do. So I wanted to read this praise. So let's talk about praise and getting compliments Mm -hmm. and why this matters or doesn't matter in relationships in regard to being in a relationship. So I guess this does make sense with what we were talking about earlier. It does. Totally. Praise activates the stradium. I hope I said that right. One of the reward areas in the brain. Researchers believe that by activating this area, praise improves learning that occurs during sleep, a process referred to as skill consolidation. In other words, by giving others compliments, we help them to learn and to perform better. Well, so that makes sense why in the workplace, you would think that you that's the place where you get praised or you get compliments. But how does this work in terms of a relationship? Do we need praise and compliments in a relationship? What happens if we're not getting compliments in a relationship? Are we then meant to fish for them? Meaning, are we meant to sort of prime or prompt our partner to give us praise? Mm, yeah. Well, I absolutely think it's, I think it's really important to have that feedback in your life and to also give it. And what I do in my relationship with Jorge is practice giving him praise. And he, so it's really interesting to see what happens when I give him praise. This happens with Christopher too. They both get really shy. They kind of turn red and for Jorge, it's hard for him to accept a compliment. And he just has, he, it's like, he doesn't believe me that I think he's mm. beautiful Adonis, which he is. I think he's a very good looking, <laughs> he's man. a good looking man. And so 
it's hard for him to accept a compliment, but I think even though when I say you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, whatever it is that I'm saying, he's like, don't say that to me. Usually this is what he says in a kind of a joking, sweet way, but he's like, no, I'm not blah, blah, blah. I feel like there's that kind of like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Stop, but give me more. And even though he's pushing it away, I still think it touches him. I still think he, it's good for him to hear it. And the repetition of that is a good thing for his Mm self-esteem. So, yeah, this is such a, it's so interesting because Tori will do the same thing. If I start complimenting him, he'll be like, why are you saying that? Or, oh, I don't feel like that today. Or, you know, it's the, I don't know if it's like, um, trying to be humble experience, Mm -hmm. because I think about the opposite. What would you do if Jorge all of a sudden was responded with? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I think I would. Yeah. I might, I might pause for a minute and be like, Hmm, (laughs) that was a different response than I'm used to. And, and then I think there's a follow-up worry that if someone knows how beautiful and attractive they are, that then they could go out and have anyone else in the world that they want. And why would they stay with me in that case? Right. Mm. So there's also a little bit of insecurity about my value in the relationship. Oh, this is so interesting. Yeah. Right. And so when Jorge gives me a compliment or anyone for that matter, what my practice has been, and this has taken me years to get to, but what my practice has been is to say, thank you. And it was a counselor that I was working with decades ago that suggested I do this because we were talking about compliments. And I was like, I'm not sure why, but I have the hardest time receiving compliments. It's like, I don't believe them. I want to be humble. And her advice to me was like, why don't you just practice saying thank you? And so I do, I say, thank you. That's, that's really sweet. And the response doesn't have to be, oh, I know, (laughs) but it can be, it can be gracious. Yes accepting that someone thinks that of you. I love the grace that comes with the acceptance of a compliment. Yeah. I like that too. I like the exercise of just saying thank you and not negate it. And oftentimes as women, this is everybody that's listening to this podcast. I want you to think about a time. What's your response when you get a compliment? Do you try to negate it by saying, oh no, I don't, oh no, this was on sale. I got it on sale or, oh, this thing, like, oh my God, no, my hair is off. Oh my, I haven't done my eyebrows. Like, no, don't, or, oh, this was like no big deal at all. Like this is nothing. Mm -hmm. We minimize our ability to accept praise. And I think, what is that doing to our brain, right? What is that doing to the other parts of us that keep us dim, that keep our light dim. And so there is a difference. I feel like somebody that fishes for compliments. It's interesting, right? Because even be having a comedic response, like that's my go-to. If Tori gives me, that's what happened, I think, that day where we we're talking about this. Uh-huh. He said, oh, I don't actually remember, but he'll be like, oh, you look really nice. And I'll be like, of course I do. Duh. Like, yeah, I look great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But there's that, like uh, my alter ego that's, you know, loves to be funny. And I'm just going to that place, right? Where it's like, oh, of course, yes, I do. But it's the voice changes and it's not a genuine, like I genuinely believe that. 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying the words and it's almost like a joke, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's again, minimizing that because it's in the way I'm saying it and it's funny and it's a more humble way of accepting the compliment instead of saying, thank you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or no, I don't. Mm-hmm. So I think what was happening is the oh, no, I don't look good today or no, I, I'm tired or I didn't get enough sleep last night. For him, he was a professionally trained ballerina. And the reason why he said the fishing for compliments thing, he used to be in ballet. And so he was around a lot of ballerinas that would walk around and constantly talk about how fat they felt and mm-hmm. how they looked a certain way. They're just like, oh, I'm so fat. Fishing for compliments, right? And that would really bother him. It would really annoy him because he's like, of course they're not, you know, mm-hmm. they are in ballet. We're in this dance group. Of course, you guys are all fit and you look great, right? Like, so he started to just feel this type of way where, I don't want to give a compliment unless I want to give a compliment, you know, like this fishing for compliment feels disingenuous to me. And it almost feels like when we ask, when we do this, okay, so here's the question. What exactly are we doing when we are fishing for compliments, right? When you want somebody to tell us that we did good, because we do, it it would be absent of us to not say that, there are moments where we want to have that praise. It's natural, right? It's natural for us to want to receive that praise. Why is it that we have to go about it in a roundabout way? You know, mm-hmm. like, what, how would it have changed Tori's reaction if, you know, one of the girls instead came up to him and said, I'm feeling really insecure today. I don't know how, like, do you think I look okay? Or I've been working out a lot. Can you tell a difference? Or something like this, you know, where, again, you're still fishing for a compliment, but it's a little bit more genuine and honest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as opposed to, oh, no, I don't look good today. Like, oh my God, I'm so whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a couple of things are happening. If I were to answer that question for myself, I think about what, like what's on the level of consciousness and what's underneath the level of consciousness. Like, why am I feeling like I need the external validation and why am I asking for it from someone outside of myself? So number one, I'm not able to give it to myself. I need someone else to validate for me that I am fit. I've lost weight, that I look good, that I'm enough in essence. Like if you peel away all the layers of those things, it's like, I want to be valued as enough by just showing up and being here and being me. And there's always like this underlying striving to have that reflected back to you when we give everyone else the opportunity to comment on us or when we're waiting for someone else to comment on some sort of feature that we have about ourselves that we may or may not feel confident about or that we may or may not like about ourselves. So yeah, what are your thoughts? Like how how would that sit with you? Yeah, I like when people are just honest. Mm -hmm. I love when people are just honest and I don't like to corroborate people's negative pathology. So if somebody is on a negative mindset 
spin of sorts or they're in their negative self-speak, I just don't engage. Mm. I don't say anything because in saying anything, the invitation is, oh no, like, don't say that, you know, Mm. I might say that sounds really harsh to yourself. Would you say that to somebody else? Mm. I'm like, would you say that about this person or would you say that to your five-year-old self? Mm. I would just impose another question. I typically don't. And that's what I love about Tori and I's dynamic is that we don't, we've never done that. It's never been a thing. Like we give each other the praise and it's more deflective, just like you said, my way of deflecting it. Tori's very like, Oh no, like, why are you saying that? Like, it's hard for him just like Jorge to take it, to take the compliment. It doesn't matter like how good I think he looks or how great of a job he did on, on making something. He will say thank you occasionally, but for the most part, it's the deflectiveness. And it, the same goes for me. Anytime there's a compliment thrown at me, I, I do the, uh, of course, this is, yeah, of course, it's amazing. Of course, we're number one you know, but I channel my inner Kanye, I guess, so to speak, I have to just really go into that alter ego. But to me, it's, it's a character because I know that, you know, Stephen Kotler actually, man, he said this to me and he's obviously somebody that I really look up to and admire. And I've done a master class mentorship program with him before. And He's been a very huge like pillar in my journey to writing my book, right? So he talks about, you know, praise, praise and criticism. He's like you got to weigh them exactly the same. Mm-hmm. How are you going to take how are are you only going to accept the praise but not the criticism? Are you only going to accept the criticism and not the praise? How are you going to weigh them both? And I guess for me, having the comedic relief of going into my alter ego state of receiving the compliment in a funny way. Mm -hmm. Can I then receive the criticism in a funny way as well? Mm. And the answer is for the most part, yes. But I think this is actually a better topic for us to discuss next week. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. I love that. And I want to, I want to talk more about it because I think that's so key in learning how to graciously receive feedback (laughs) from all ends of this. Yes, from all ends. So that being said, I hope that there were some wisdom nuggets in here for everybody. And um, yeah, don't forget to email us. It's been really nice. We've had such great feedback from G's episode and from Nikki's episode. These are longtime listeners that we had on the show that sent in an email Uh, posing a topic and we decided to have them on. And as much as I would love to have every single one of you that has sent us emails on, we will try and get through most of the topics that you send, but you never know. Maybe, maybe we bring you on with us, right? Tess? It's so fun to have that third party perspective and listeners come up with the best topics. I just love it. And there's, yeah. so, much, there's so much wisdom out there. There it's is great. so much wisdom out there. And so if you want to share your wisdom on Wisdom Wednesday, maybe it's not the relationship 
topic, but if you care to share a topic, just send an email to info at radicallyloved.com. Subject Wisdom Wednesday topic. That way I can search it because that inbox is unruly. So, <laughs> so yeah, do that. And uh, we're so excited to be here. Oh, you know what? There's some fun little updates. Check out our new podcast artwork. It's pretty awesome. And uh, we are now officially a iHeartMedia podcast. So that's news. And I'm sure you guys heard our new intro and outro. So things are uh, shaping up over here at the good old radically loved headquarters. Tessa's got a huge smile on her face. It's all exciting stuff. It's just, you know, the universe is rewarding. Yes, (laughs) we love her. She's so good to us. So thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back on Friday. I hope that you guys are getting everything on your to-do list done before the end of the year. And when you don't, and if you don't, it doesn't matter. Grand scheme of things, you're doing great. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.